Hey everybody, it's Lance Dawson. We are here for another episode of Backstage Lowdown. Another great episode this week starring Toronto Mike. He is one of uh, Canada's most prolific podcasters and Andrew and I are lucky enough to get him for a little bit of time. So we're going to find out probably what Andrew and I are doing wrong and maybe what little things we're doing right. But uh, regardless, Toronto Mike, here he comes. Stay tuned. Buddy. I never got that link till right now, but how you doing? Really? Yeah. Good, man. Good. It wasn't, it wasn't in that email. I did the uh, control F search, but and yeah, nothing. Good to, good to connect. Yeah. Well, maybe I should quickly introduce us. Mike, I'm Andrew. We've go. been texting back and forth, emailing back and forth. And my co-host is Lance Dawson. Hey, Mike. Hey, that's a cool name. Is that a real name, Lance Dawson? Oh, did Pete Fowler put you up to that? No. no. I feel like that was a... It is, yes, it's my real name. Because that sounds like a, like a soap opera actor. Oh, I know. I know. The bane of my existence. It's hard to be me. Thanks, Dad. No, yes, exactly. I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. Uh, when I was in grade school, yeah, my parents had to break up. They had to go to school a lot for you know my, my fighting. And mm -hmm. I, would, I would come home all the time and say to my dad, seriously, I cannot win all the school fights i'm getting my ass kicked out there like what the hell <laughs> what the hell dad and he would say hey man i was just reading a novel in the waiting room and this cowboy is named lance i thought this was really cool i'm like really you're killing me so yeah no it's the real it's the real mccoy wow um amazing yeah not that i mean what yeah really is it that like I like a regular like, name is like andrew stewart like that's just a regular yeah. guy's like that's a regular yeah, dude and then lance yeah. Like Dawson. Lance, uh, Dawson is like a soap opera actor or some kind of Stripper. radio DJ. Or yeah, maybe like when Homer <laughs> says like Lance and Bruce, these were our best names. Like this is just. A <laughs> Mike, it's been great having you on the show today. I really appreciate it. <laughs> I'm sorry we've run out of time. We've I can't made fun it. of Lance. Honestly. No. Yeah. I feel like this is a bit of a setup. Damn it. When I run into Fowler, I swear <laughs> that guy. Anyway. Mike, it is good for you to take time with us today. I really appreciate it. No, happy to be here. Happy to yeah, be here. Yeah. How long have you been doing Toronto, Mike? For those, I mean, listen, I did an intro uh, already, but uh, for those living under a rock who've never heard of Toronto, Mike, I mean, Hold on, oh, look at this. On the oh. news. Give me a minute here. I want to see what happened in the world today. Wow. Oh, look at that. That's a full page spread. Is that the oh, dude, Toronto actually, Star? It's, Charles, yeah. it's yeah. Two, two pages because then. Um, like, then you open it up. You got yeah. The... There's four color photos, two page spread. I mean, and the thing is, the T-shirt I'm wearing in this picture on the front page. I this, saw yeah. that. The Lost Andy City. Yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah, I don't. Except, I don't remember getting a T-shirt. Why? Why didn't we? Fowler must have loved that. Yeah, I sent him an invoice because uh, that's not free. Sir, no. you know, I sent him no, an no, invoice. No, but, no, yeah, no. Uh, you guys never got a Lost Indy City T-shirt. No, we didn't. Uh, we should just fill in the blanks for any younger listener right now. Uh, what Mike was holding up was a thing called a newspaper. And uh, for those of you who aren't up to speed on the printed 
uh, you know, way that people get news. That's the Toronto Star, not the Toronto Star oh. online. And it's like a hard copy where you open it up and there was a wonderful picture of Mike talking, uh, espousing uh, his his fame. And, and, his, Only, and, and the reason I mean, obviously, it was like a, a little bit of a brag there because this doesn't happen every day, but it, it does happen every decade. So like that was just because you asked me how many episodes of Toronto yeah. there were. So that was because I just dropped episode 1000 and then suddenly like, it's funny, I've been doing this for 10 years and then I drop episode 1000 and suddenly I hear from the, the CBC wants me on and the Toronto Star writes a two page spread. And it's just strange how it all works. Like I've been pumping out the content for 10 years, right. doing my best, but it took like a, a milestone 1000 to get anyone's attention in the mainstream media. Yeah, it is strange. And considering the people that you've interviewed, I mean, these are not strangers to the mainstream media. Quite often you've interviewed City TV and CTV. So <laughs> it's amazing to me that they took that long to recognize you. No, it is. It's uh, well, I mean, I don't I didn't really care. I don't I wasn't looking for it, but it's just it's just, it just bizarre that it's a it took a milestone thousand. Like that's how marketing works. Like you can just it's not about putting out good content consistently for a, over a decade. Like you have to make noise over something ridiculous, like a round number. And then I made episode 1000 insanely long, like not on purpose, but 200 like people sent five in. hours and five hours and 40 minutes like pete fowler is in that episode and it's five hours and 40 minutes not five hours and 40 minutes of pete because that would be you know, too much pete but it's it was so not big for my and, wife like who <laughs> well i'm gonna be mature and not not comment on that wow okay <laughs> yeah so bottom line is uh you got to do something stupid to get noticed and sometimes that means like a five hour and 40 minute one Jeez. episode 1000 monster and then there you go well, if you're if you're into doing something stupid you've really yeah. come to the right place oh, i'm good at it I'm you've good dialed it. in man <laughs> how about how about i don't know how many episodes are we up to how about doing something stupid when oh, you're we're like 15 for like, maybe i don't yeah. i don't know yeah but remember you, the path the 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 road to a thousand goes through 15. yes yep you have it to does. stop there on the way <laughs> you can't get to I, a thousand without recording episode 15. so pete and i have been talking probably about six months ago yeah. about uh about people that he knew that might be interested in doing our show and i had started listening to your shows back uh, back then and i actually felt bad about the fact that you had hit episode a thousand and i felt like i was just trying to take advantage of your fame at that point <laughs> But yeah, through, it, right. this had been in the work for six months before I actually oh. reached out. Want to gather a little bit more notoriety right. before you consider doing a show. Well, I, on the other hand, recommended, uh, <laughs> you know what? Let's not talk to him until he hits a thousand. Like, come on, really? Where's, where's our bar, Andrew? Well, no, I'm just kidding. You know, when you're named Lance Dawson, you're not yeah, going to anything less. Like, I would expect I, nothing less. I'm, yeah, <laughs> That's why I'm here, Mike. <laughs> Oh, that's terrible. No, look, that, that's a that's a huge milestone in any industry, right? So tell so tell me about the feedback, other than you know, mainstream media all of a sudden paying attention to you. Have you noticed as you've gone along, like people have recognized obviously you're doing a good job. You don't get to a thousand and get the guests that you've got without doing a good job. So have you noticed more people are willing to be on your show or that are complimentary of your skill level for interviewing, et cetera? Yeah, like I don't think it has anything to do with a thousand, but uh, I have noticed through the years that like I asked uh, Brian Williams to come on because I love 
Olympics. And I loved sure. I loved Brian Williams' coverage of the Olympics. Our Brian Williams, not the American Brian Williams. Right. right. He can right. screw himself. But <laughs> hey, is there swearing on this show? You I don't bet. know. The rules. Yeah, no, yeah, you're good. You're just, good. So the American know, especially Brian when we're talking <laughs> he can yeah. go fuck himself. That's it. So he might have been in that helicopter. I think wasn't that the story? You know, there's a, there's a Malcolm Gladwell podcast I listen to called uh, Re. Oh crap! Anyway, they they revisit like controversies and reimagine them and look at them through a different like lens. And I wish I could remember the name. Reinventing. Anyway, it'll come to me. Re something. Anyway, I I listened to uh, they covered that. And if you listen to this Malcolm Gladwell episode about that helicopter thing, you sort of can see how he could have a faulty memory and get turned around on all that and think he was on that helicopter. Like, it's it's not as black and white. It's sort of like the hot coffee lady. Remember that old lady who spilled the coffee and she sued McDonald? Like, and everybody laughed at her and all the talk show hosts made jokes like, coffee's supposed to be hot. Like, what did you think? And then you learn, like, the details about how bad the burns were and how hot the coffee was and what happened to her and, and what she was looking for. And you realize, like, it's not quite what it seems, you know, nothing as it seems, as Pearl Jam would sing. So. Right. Well, don't you find that that's kind of part of what we're all suffering from now in terms of, and I, I tend to blame people younger than us, but I feel like we're very, the society now is very quick to judge. Right. They, they get to be judged and jury. And no longer is an apology good enough. You have to lose your career. You have to lose your marriage. You have to lose your, you know, the whole bit. Uh, we've lost, by the way, the name of the podcast I could not remember is called Revisionist History. It's a oh, okay. Malcolm okay. Gladwell uh, uh, podcast. But what, what we've lost, I think what we've lost is context, like the ability to look at context. Like all right. of a sudden, I used to always say, you know, context is king. And, you know, context is everything. And now I've realized, actually, that's not how the world's working these days. Like, content is all that seems to matter, and the context is lost. So I do think there's, like, a, a knee-jerk reaction, the black and whiteism, if you will. And uh, sometimes you need to actually peel back the layers and look at the details underneath to understand something completely. I agree. But there's also a high level of hypocrisy among people that do that, because I feel like, you know... There's a lot of people that want to see things in black and white and they'll say this is the way it is and this is what i think should happen but when they make mistakes and everybody does there's nobody that you know we're all living in a glass house here right uh then we want people to realize the world is in shades of gray and that's where i i really get frustrated it's like how, who amongst us is, is not like even the three of us doing this conversation today it, I, it, it would almost be impossible. It's, it's completely probable that we would say something that would offend somebody along the way. God knows we're trying. On that and, note, on that know. note, I would like to unfuck the American Brian Williams. It's already been filmed. That's I was on my only... way to saying, right. I was uh, on my way to saying that, see, on my show, I do these tangents, like things just spiral me off on these tangents. And then I always have to have this mental note, like to come back at some point, because I was going somewhere with the whole Brian Williams thing, right. which is- Happens all the time here. Don't you worry. Yeah, some people are like, oh, you know, like you got ADHD, man. Like you got to like, and I'm like, Lanier, Lanier is boring. Like, yeah. give me a, no, no. I love it that something triggers something. Go off, chase that rabbit. Just, just remember to come back because we were right. going somewhere. Okay, so- Canadian Brian Williams, the time right now in uh, Toronto, that Brian Williams, uh, w I invited him on, and it turned out I gave him a list of people who had been on previously, 
and one of the names was uh, Dave Hodge. And uh, Brian Williams is good friends of Dave Hodge. Like they meet for brunch all the time. Right. They're right. BFFs. So he phones because Brian Williams is a phoner. I know this from experience. He likes right. the phone. He's like, he phones Dave Hodge and he's like, uh, Dave, I've got an invitation from this Toronto Mike. He's uh, asked me to come visit his basement to talk about my career. Should I do this? And they have some conversation. And Dave Hodge says, this is a true story, as told to me by Brian Williams. Dave Hodge tells Brian Williams, do the podcast and thank me later. These are the words Dave Hodge says to Brian nice. Williams. I love it. Years ago. And that sort of has you know, echoed because now I have like Bob Elliott from the Toronto Sun was telling his former colleague Tim Warnsby to go on Toronto Mike. And I got an email from Tim and we recorded yesterday to talk about the uh, 2002 gold medal champion uh, Canadian men's hockey team because he wrote a book about it. But yeah, so without a doubt, like you treat pre people with respect and, you know, everything's fair. They tell their friends and colleagues, you know, you should do the show and then it, it helps you get guests. Right. Now you had mentioned, I love the fact you're saying acknowledging, yeah, I mean, if it's good conversation, there's tangents everywhere. And Andrew right. and I were just chatting about how sometimes we need to rein it in because we, we can go kind of crazy. You mentioned that somebody, and, and you did a great, impression of of a, a twitter verse i believe it was like you know how could your adhd or whatever right but do you do you follow do, do you follow when people comment on you uh on twitter or you know whatever the metaverse is saying or does that and does it affect you or do you just like you know what i'm not that's clickbait i'm not going down that <laughs> rabbit hole well, it depends, man. Like, it depends who it is. Like, do I know who this person is? Because, you know, I'm only human. So when I do look at my mentions on Twitter, like, I do definitely check out that every day. So right. it's, it depends. Like, if it's some, I don't know, some guy with a numeric name and no picture or something and saying something shitty, like, I can, I'm pretty good at, like, compartmentalizing that and, like, junking it or whatever. Like, okay. Right. But if it's somebody, I don't know. Like, you name it. But <laughs> who would it be? But if it was... uh I don't know, like Bob McCowan or something. Like, you know who this guy is. He's, you know, and you're like, you're going to pay right. attention to what is he saying about you on Twitter. So sure. you're, you'll want to know what that's about, if you will. It, if it's fair or okay. not. Sure. Okay. D and is that something you, like, would you engage or respond? Because it sometimes can get yeah. an endless, it's not really, it's not a conversation. Like, you and I can have a conversation and I can say, holy crap, Mike. Yeah, Lance Dawson. I get it. It's a challenge. It's a challenge going through life with that name. I get it. But that's not Twitter, right? Twitter's different. Firstly, I, I wish I had that name. Like, I'm actually, no, I meant don't. it as a compliment. Like, it's like I a know. soap opera yeah. actor. Right. <laughs> or like oh, Troy McClure, like on The Simpsons. Like, no, this is Lance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and look at Andrew. Andrew's uh, loving this. This is Lance Dawson. Yes. You know me from such podcasts as. Yeah, there you go. But no, I'll engage. <laughs> uh, Depending who it is, I'll engage and I'll, I'll go back and forth and, until it's ridiculous. But if it's about the show or the content or something, they, they felt something I said or whatever, fine. What I don't really have time for is somebody who's like, I don't know if it's going to be about like masking or not, or if it's going to be about vaccinations or not, or if it's these, these kind of like political things or something like, uh, right. I just don't have any time or patience for that. Life is too short yeah. for that. But I, well, I think the other thing too, is if somebody is making something personal, they don't know you. So they don't really have grounds to make any personal comments. You want to make a comment about the show or, you know, I didn't ask enough questions or right. whatever. That's fine. That has merit, but you know, for somebody to get on and say, you know, something stupid about something they know nothing about. I, I would agree. That's not worth your time. 
Right, exactly. So it all, everything, I, I think the, the short answer is it, it depends who it is and what the heck they're saying, and then I'm not afraid right. to mix it up if, it, if it's warranted. Yeah. Now, have you had have you had any blowback because you certainly have a, a better or a, a higher level of guest content uh, or more well-known? I shouldn't say higher level because we've had some great guests and they're really all fantastic people, uh, present company included. Uh, but you've had higher profile guests than we have. So have you had um, any blowback? Like I actually quickly listened to your interview with, uh, oh, now I can't remember her name, but she was a co-star of Gord Martineau on City TV that was Anne let go. Roskowski. Yes, there you go. Yes. I only I only teed him up because I knew I was going to massacre her last name. So I wasn't gonna, I was just like, oh, you say it and then I'll I'll jump in. But so great interview, by the way, uh, the shortest, the best, the best questions are the shortest ones. So you you nail that consistently. So we'll try to echo that. But, you know, I wouldn't say Gord came off sounding pretty good in that interview. No, so do you get bad. no? do you get blowback from that or do you just. Well, you know, since then, okay, so Anne's been here twice, and it's the first appearance by Anne Roskowski where she tells what she shares the real talk about her relationship with Gord Martineau and how Gord Martineau treated her. But subsequent to that, like since since then, Gord's been here sitting in the I'm pointing to a seat in my studio. Gord's been here, and I played the clip for him to get his reaction, and then right. Anne came back. And I played the clip of Gord reacting Correct. to me playing. So it's it's like it's yeah. almost like Gord and Ann are having a conversation like through me, right? <laughs> through the podcast, but no, but there's no right. shots fired at you. You're just the conduit. No, man, I that's it. I, I got I get if I get shot, sometimes I think it's unfair if they don't think I challenge somebody. I will say that I had on a a, a, a black woman reporter for a radio station, and uh, she felt like she was experiencing a racism in, in uh, the newsroom at this uh, famous Toronto station she worked at. And I have never worked at that station. I know nothing about this, but I know this woman is sharing a story of her experiences. So I do a lot of uh, listening, okay? And I got an email shortly after this. I got an email from somebody at the station who felt I didn't challenge her enough. And this was the, the feedback from this person at the station. Keep in mind, the station was just basically uh, told by, uh, on my show by this woman that they, they had racist practices, like there was racism sure. happening there. And my response to that is what I would say to you, which is that uh, I'm not about to tell this black woman that the uh, race racism she experienced is uh, untrue or in her head or uh, ridiculous. I do not know that to be the case, and I'm going to let her share her story on Toronto Mike. So I'll do a lot of listening and uh, let her share her story. So yeah, it, right. it, it all depends. So, so to follow up that, cause I'm, I don't have a horse in that race being a right. middle-aged middle white guy. Right. Um, exactly. But there are, yeah. And then to your point, right. If you don't have a horse in the race, then just list. I, I get well, that. It's not my perspective. Like I'm here to learn. Right. I'm okay, here. To, but, I, I don't know uh, yeah. what it's like to be a black woman in Toronto's uh, newsrooms. A, I've never been in a newsroom, yeah. but B, I've never been a black woman. Now that, see, that's contrary. Cause mm. when I was doing a deep dive in your history, it says that you were born a black woman. Are you sure, Mike? Is that not Andrew? I Land, you told me. Don't, Land, don't think that's I know. I something that, that we can thing. change. I, see, there I don't go. know. We, yeah, I don't know. We've offended somebody there. No, Sex so changes are possible. Yeah, I know. Skin tone, much more difficult. <laughs> um, Here is my question wasn't there a book about black like me or a white yes guy? there was black yeah, like yeah, me there you go. in the so, 70s I think. so mike here's my question because i i'm 
I have an issue. I don't have an issue with what you're saying. I think that's right. But I can understand where that that station might have a problem because right now I'm seeing a lot of times where people have, you know, whatever their issue is, they're offended, they're whatever, and they want their pound of flesh. So without challenging her, because again, we don't have the perspective of a black woman, but, you know, I don't know, saying something like, well, uh, you know, here's, here's a question I'd have for you. Um, is saying or doing something that is racially insensitive, does that make you a racist? Or does that, because it, it you know, it might not occur, it, there's no malice, there's no intent, et cetera. So exploring that, I don't know that challenges her, but do you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of people running over institutions and institutions are caving because they don't want bad press. They don't want anything. And I'm, I'm now- but this institution, of, you know, like this person who wrote me, and I'm trying right. not to name names, but let, sure. this person had the title program director at this station, right? So this person's oh, okay. not there today, right. but they had this. So when this, what I told this person, which is the truth, same thing with, you know, when, when Ann Roskowski said something disparaging about Gord Martineau, right. Gord Martineau was invited to sit here and I was, he was given an opportunity to speak into these microphones and, you know, retort. And he did. He, right. he got to, I played it and he got to respond. And I told this program director that this program director was welcome to come on Toronto Miked. And this, he opted not to do so. But I, of course, would allow him to come on and address right. these allegations. Of course, because that's only fair. Sure. So he wanted Absolutely. you to do his job. He felt him. during the conversation, I should have challenged her more that I just let her say her thing without uh, challenging. And I'm here to tell you, and again, I'm a, again, for those who are hearing my voice, uh, blue eyed white dude, right? Like uh, I really am not in the interested in challenging a black woman, sharing her story uh, of experience, racism, and oh, no. in any way suggesting that uh, her experience is not valid or uh, legitimate. Right. And that's, that's fair. I get that. I guess I was just sort of suggesting, I say, well, I'd, I'd also want to know what their perspective is. Um, well, like I said, you know, sometimes I feel like there's people that are or can be uh, unbeknownst to them, be racially insensitive. I don't know that necessarily that makes them racist or it makes them somebody who practices racially uh, fueled. But see that even this conversation, it's interesting, right? Like even having these conversations, like, and that's what I like about what we're doing here is that, you know, sometimes these conversations aren't the most comfortable, happy-go-lucky things, and, but these realities exist. And even just talking about them, like, it's like sunlight being the greatest antiseptic. Antiseptic? Okay, yes, I guess <laughs> it's harder to say than Roskowski. There you go. That For our <laughs> listeners, uh, that was not anti-Semitic. He said antiseptic. We just want to keep this above board. Everybody's <laughs> right. having a good time. We're not offending anyone. All right. No, I'm not anti anything. Just anti asshole. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> People keep saying, "Oh, we have a, like a homeless issue." Like, we have a clueless issue. I don't know about homeless. We have a clueless issue, and they are loud and proud. So that leads me to another question here, Mike, because you're you're you, yeah. you're a well known guy, and you've got your opinions too. And and sometimes you don't get to air them on your own show, so you can air them on ours and 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 entertain that our 15 listeners. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. So what are my freedom, hot takes? I'll tell yeah, you. <laughs> the, 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 the freedom convoy, which you didn't want to talk about vaccines and stuff. I get it. But here's one of the issues. They seem to have appropriated the Canadian flag as their symbol. And now yeah. anyone who wants to just fly a Canadian flag is like, because I've talked to people about this. And they're like, yeah, I feel weird about oh, yeah, flying the Canadian happened. flag anymore. And I'm like, well, how did that happen? That's crazy. 
yeah, this is very disappointing as a proud Canadian who loves, you know, his Canadian flag, that it is absolutely true. Now when I see somebody, like a neighbor or somebody, flying That's a right. Canadian flag, my first thought is, like, this is, uh, they've been indoctrinated into some convoy cult or something, and yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't like it. Like, it's it's, of all the symbols to be co-opted by this movement... Like, get your damn hands off this flag. Like, we will take it back. At some point, we'll take this back. Maybe when, I'm thinking when our Canadian men are in the World Cup of soccer or something like that. Like, this is, you know, which we might clinch tomorrow. By yeah, the I don't know. I, I don't know when it's, but it was just, it upset me because, to your point, right? If you're proud yeah. to be Canadian. Well, and it's you, upsetting, yeah. You know, it is. It's just kind of nutty, right? So. Yeah, because I mean, anyway, don't co-op that. You know what's happening? So the Russians now on their, you see their tanks have these Zeds on them, right? Mm -hmm. And the Zed is now like, it's now sort of like their swastika almost. And yep. it's like, they, they're they fucked with the letter Z. For, I'm like, thank God I'm not like Toronto Zed or whatever. Like, Zed's Zed dead, baby. But what's Canadian, Toronto Zed? Am I, I live under a rock. What is Toronto Zed? <laughs> you don't want to know. You don't want to know. I don't want to know. But, All right. The, the Canadian flag, like right. that's ours. Like, yeah. uh, we, you know, and uh, we've, you know, I want to, I want to see it on, uh, you know, Canada Day, and I want to see it uh, when we're in the World Cup, and I want to see yeah. it during the Olympics. And get your damn hands off of my flag. You know yeah, what? It starts right here with us three. We're taking the Canadian flag back. Yeah, I don't know. Andrew it just, Stewart. yeah, I love it, buddy. Love, I love that you have a normal name. Like I can relate to an Andrew Stewart. I can't relate to a, a Lance Dawson. Yeah. Very yeah. few people can. It's just it's. And he's hard. good looking too. It's See, hard. You look. You look uh, like uh, like Dan Duran. That's what you look like. <laughs> Dan Duran. Wow. This lighting is doing some really great stuff for me. I thought this was just a podcast. We are definitely going to have to go to the the YouTube route now. Getting oh, hot in here. This is sad. So Toronto Mike, are you on yeah. YouTube as well? Or do you just strictly podcast? Yeah, well, it's strictly podcast, but like for shits and giggles, I'll uh live stream. I have two places where I might live stream. Sometimes it's just on Facebook on the Toronto Mike podcast Facebook page. That's where I live streamed yesterday. But a lot of times I play music. You know, speaking of music. So I, I do episodes where we kick out the jams and we play a lot of unlicensed songs and Facebook and YouTube and they they don't like it. And then the their bots get me and I get blocked and I get muted shut and down. I get reprimanded and shut down. So I have a pirate stream where I live stream all those episodes with lots of music in it. Uh, and it's live live.tronomike.com. So we don't record it's live streamed. You can have live interaction. FOTMs gather there, especially for episodes of Toast. And uh, we play whatever we want. We do whatever we want, and nobody bugs us. That's the so pirate that, stream. That's Friends of Toronto Mike. That's right. FOTMs. <laughs> yeah, and we have uh, events like in the flesh. We got one on March, uh, not March, May 13th, which is a Friday the 13th. Fantastic. We're all collecting uh, at 6 p.m. that evening. Yeah. Nice. You guys Thanks ride motorcycles down for that? that? You guys ride in Harley's that, Port down? Dover? Port Dover, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I ride my bicycle, my belt. Yeah, you're you're quite the cyclist, I understand. Big time, buddy. I was out there today. It was almost blew off my bike today. Oh, that's yeah. crazy. Now, are you, are you a roadie? A roadie? Road yeah, yeah like but... a road cyclist, like or okay, mountain so... bike or a okay, so hybrid. I... <laughs> I have a few bikes, but uh, hybrids. I have a couple of hybrids, and I have a. Uh, a single speed road bike, a Fuji okay. Feather, one speed that I, on a nice day, a nice day, a, a dry day, I should say, 
I'll take the Fuji feather out. So I went out on that today and I just nice. zip around the city and I go out every single day, pretty much regardless of what mother nature is throwing at us in this city. So I've oh, seen cool. that. I was surprised by the basket. I didn't see that <laughs> coming, but I, I liked my it. Dog, my little dog Toto. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we're an actually a, a Waterloo based ah. podcast. And I understand that you have a relationship to, yeah. to Waterloo. Well, my son's living there as we speak. Maybe uh, bring him on. Where is he? Yeah, my, yeah. my boy's there because he's going to Laurier and he's living there during the school year. Nice. Right and what's he taking at Laurier? It's a good school. Well, he started with the business program there, but in year two, he has uh, gone down to uh, general arts, uh, which is what I ended up doing, which is just, you know, I guess get the piece of paper and then figure it out if you're doing sure. general arts. But uh, just shows yeah. you can learn. Yeah. Like it's, I mean, I'm, I could go either way. I have four kids and I have no passion either way for whether they get a university degree or not. I know a lot of parents just like demand it or whatever, but you know, if he wants to get one and his uh, sister who's going next year seems to want to get one, then uh, like I'll support it financially and spiritually. But like if they, he didn't want to do it and he wanted to do something else, I could get into that's, that too. That's like, cool whatever, too. Whatever. That's a lot of means to an end, right? And even, even the business degree, if you get a general arts, you can, go on and get a business diploma afterwards or an MBA, whatever. I mean, it's, yeah, maybe know. go to teacher's college, whatever the hell you want. Like, I don't know. Yeah, like, I got a degree. I went to U of T and I got a, like a honors BA and I don't actually use it, but I feel like maybe when I was a corporate citizen, like I got the interview, the first interview, maybe I got it because I had the piece of paper. And then once I had that job, I guess I didn't need it anymore, but it might've opened a door early on and that might've led to where we are today. So I don't want to poo poo it too much, you know? Yeah, no, no, I think it's it's good. I mean, who knows? Did you not read something during those four years that it was like, hey, this gave me a great vocabulary and I'll develop a podcast in the future? Yeah, it helped me write a, write blog entries on TorontoMike.com. Now, oh, you you are an avid blogger. And I have to say, you are all over the map in terms of what you write about. But you actually, quite honestly, you do a lot of research for any of those pieces because I'll read those pieces and I assume that this is what you went to school for. But then then I scroll down a few extra pages and there's another another subject completely unrelated. And yet you're doing it again. So, I mean, the blog has been going since 02. Uh, I, I, I went longer. I, I guess 02 is when blogs were invented because I started the site in 99 and then I would write something and then I would delete it and write something else. Like it would, I would delete things. And then in 2002, I realized, oh, this, this new format called blogs where it gets archived in it's reverse uh, chronological order date stamped entries. I said, that's really what I'm doing here. And I just switched over in 02. Which what's that? Twenty so twenty years of the blog and ten years of the podcast. There you go. Wow. It's a big milestone year for me. Wow. For anybody that wants to jump into your website, there's honestly almost seven hundred pages of blogs and podcast clips, and um, you would have to spend probably five years to cover everything that's uh, that you've uploaded. Well, those entries now, I think they're for Google. Like when somebody wants to sure. Google, let's say, for example, I'll pick something randomly, but uh, Dean Blundell fired from uh, the Fan 590. Like I wrote about that. So there's this whole like story there about what went down. Like there's not a lot of places covering 
especially radio, but uh, like the media changes and firings and this and that. That's sort of, I do that stuff because no one else does. Sure. And then for all eternity, you know, Google has it indexed. Uh, that's how I got hooked up of Humble and Fred, which really led to my podcast, which is I wrote about Mix 99.9 firing Humble and, well, first Fred and then Humble. And I wrote about it and then Howard Googled his own name, <laughs> Humble Howard fired or something. And right. then he found that I had up. written about it, right? And then he's like, he reached out, and then we chatted, and today I produced their show. So that's kind of how it all started for us. Now you actually produce quite a number of shows, but I love the Humble and Fred show. They are no longer gagged. I used to listen to their CFNY morning show oh. um, on my drive into Toronto. Right. And uh, now, like, I mean, they're, they're dropping F sharps, a C note, you know. <laughs> Okay. dickhead here and there <laughs> yeah man it's awesome uh yeah they've been going at it 10 years too because they started before i did uh so i was their digital producer before i started my own show so they're at like 10.5 years i'd say now and it's just like you know it's just kind of fun that i get to produce the show i listened to throughout the 90s so love it yeah no that's fantastic oh by the way so you listen to cfny i just need to say yeah. that uh Episode 1021 of Toronto Mike. So 1021.1. Yeah, the coolest, like it'll be the second longest episode in the history of the show after that episode 1000. But it is like I, I had the coolest CFNY people on the Zoom and we just had this roundtable discussion about the history of the station. And it was amazing. Like uh, David Marsden was on there. Alan Cross was on there. You know, May Potts, uh, Humble and Fred were on there. I mean, so many others, Scott Turner, Ivor Hamilton, and uh, it was just amazing. So that's dropping for episode 1021. That is fantastic. Fantastic. Even Jay Brody, who's there today, like I needed, he's an FOPM, <laughs> but I said, I, oh, I need, I forgot. There's a station still around. I got to get some. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always impressed when, you know, something that's not mainstream media, you know, I mean, CFNY was, of course, but when right. you're these guys now, Humble and Fred, are doing something that's not mainstream media, but they can still amass a huge audience. Yeah, right. they make big bucks too. Like, uh, it's almost like, how do you measure the success of the show? Like, uh, if you ask them, it might be by you know how much money they make on the show, and they they do well because they have they have companies cutting fat checks, which is uh, their their goal. So sure. uh, yeah, a lot yeah. of yeah loyal listeners, but also uh, they're making actual money. There's not a lot of independent podcasts in this country making actual money. So yeah, no, or, we need both of those. We need loyal listeners and fat checks. We can't even get a lost indie T-shirt. Damn it! <laughs> you know what? That really upsets me because Pete sent me three. Ah, oh, three different oh. T-shirts. Wow! I'm Look at that. Me. You know what? I'm reaching out. I'm reaching. Settle for. I give you a Toronto Mike T-shirt. You, you know, know what? what? Maybe we need T-shirts. We have 15 listeners. Well, how many listeners before you got T-shirts, Mike? Oh, a lot. It took a long time, man. Here's the one thing about monetizing a podcast. I will say for my podcast, uh, it was at least, I'm just thinking, I think it was approximately 100 episodes, maybe a bit more, before I received a penny for producing Toronto Mike. Like, it was a labor of love that was all my blood, sweat, and tears until, sure. I don't know, episode 115 or so. And that's when, actually, that's when Great Lakes Brewery called me up, basically, and said, come on over, we want to talk. But it took that long, and I wasn't even thinking of monetizing it at that time. But then one, one company says, take our money, and it's uh, tough to say no to companies that wave the <laughs> checks in your face. It's tough. That's okay. So no, what, I, I what other companies are you working with right now? 
right now, okay, so Palma Pasta, wonderful family-run place like Great Lakes Brewery. Uh, Sticker U, uh, which is in Liberty Village, but they're online, stickeru.com. Ridley Funeral Home, believe it or not, which is fun because every time we talk about somebody who passed away, I can shout out Ridley Funeral Home. That's awesome. We've been doing that. Uh, I want to, Canna Cabana. So uh, who would have thought this was possible 10 years ago, but uh, cannabis retail shop, they got a hundred locations across the country. Shout out to cannacabana.com. Lo- wait, 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 they had a hundred yeah. locations and it's been legal for how many years? Two? No, since 2016, I want to say. No, Am I has wrong? it been that long? Am I wrong? No, that that can't. Somebody be. Google it. I don't know. Want me to Google it? How I feel long like have it, we've uh, been legal. For remember, marijuana? we've been in this pandemic no, for exactly two years. Exactly for two years, and it was, it was going on before that. There was stores all over the place. Le- maybe a hundred stores is significant, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. that would. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, they've got. Uh, I, mean, I think over. I think over hundred now, but uh, I think twenty. I feel like twenty sixteen was like Canada. I know. Here I am uh, googling yeah. on your wonderful show, but I'll find that. We, out. That's okay. We barely, we barely had uh, a handle. We didn't have a handle. Oh, you on know what it was? Driving it was 2018. 2018. 2018. But okay. Even still, that's only two years different. October 17, 2018. 2018, and they've got over a hundred things. Wow. Oh, one more. So uh, here, I feel like here you go. We got Palma's Kitchen. Oh yeah. Oh, Riobi, look at that. So for March 2022, uh, Riobi joined the team of uh, Toronto Mike sponsors and. Uh, Power tools, brother. Nice. Look at that. Everybody needs them. <laughs> Everybody needs them. And, and it, you know, if it doesn't go well with the power tools, we've got a funeral home to back it up because mm-hmm. we didn't know how to use them. It didn't go well. Right. That's right. Always have a backup. Absolutely. Now, really, funeral homes, they also have their own podcast. Well, that's it. So I, uh, I got my show and my paying sponsors and stuff, but I produce other people's shows to, you know, I got the four kids and I have the Toronto homes. So I, I need a yeah. lots of money, you know, just to do that. But the, uh, uh, like humble and Fred being one example, but there's a lot of people who have podcasts. I produce their podcast and yes, Ridley funeral home has a new podcast called life's undertaking with Brad Jones. And it's cool. Like the last episode, Brad spoke with Ralph Ben Murgy about aging and saging, like accepting the end of, your life and embracing yeah. it, etc. And Ralph Benmergi is another guy. I produce his podcast, uh, Not That Kind of Rabbi. So it's just, you know. <laughs> I love that. That's an awesome name. Not wow. that, yeah, his, he came up with that name, but uh, he's my rabbi, but he's not that kind of rabbi. Not that kind of rabbi. <laughs> I just, you know what? This is going to be a deep dive for you guys, but I remember I used to love WKRP. Yes. And, oh. and uh, when, do you remember Ferryman's Funeral Home? And they had to do that. Yep. That the really, jingle. Was, yeah, the, the jingle. It was great. Absolutely. It's uh, tasteless, but it was just You know, man, so Dr. Johnny Fever just died. He did. Howard Hessman. Sad. I can draw a direct line between WKRP and the fact that I'm on your show right now because I fall in love with radio because of WKRP. And I think it was my lifelong love of radio that got me to leave my comfort zone in 2012 and podcast. Like, I feel like that was all related. So WKRP led to Toronto Mike at some point. And Toronto Mike is how Pete Fowler got me on your fine show. Yeah, there it is. No, no, you're on backstage lowdown. So there's the nod to uh, Dr. Johnny Fever. Absolutely. And you know what he would say? He would say, bugger. Absolutely. <laughs> and you can say that on this show. You know what, though? And, and we you did can't it in four say, steps. And, I know. I know. I always wanted to know because they blanked it out when uh, back in the day when he went out to California and then he came back and they said, did you say booger on the air? He goes, yeah, you can say that out there now, but you can't say, and then they bleeped it out. (laughs) So 
I know far too much about that show. Like it's embarrassing. I can't remember. Hey. A, I can't remember a thing about T.S. Eliot or any of the other like legitimate amazing things I've read. But but WKRP, so, it's sad. My mind was blown because I was a young dumb guy because I was young, and uh, I knew uh, Sparky Anderson as the Tigers manager so he's the yeah. Tigers manager and then I learned on WKRP he comes in as manager of the Cincinnati Reds and then it's like then you learn about this big red machine from the 70s and Sparky Anderson and uh yeah I, I discovered yeah. all that through WKRP and and Pete Rose yeah Charlie Hustle sure yeah yeah, yeah. former Montreal yeah. Expo Pete Rose <laughs> absolutely uh. I was just in Montreal they still sell Expo hats there which I thought was well, kind of cool. They haven't given up hope, and it's a nice logo. It is a nice logo. It is. See, this is where the tangents <laughs> come in. What are we talking about? It's a good logo. What, what is happening? <laughs> anyway. And you can get your Montreal Expo logos printed into stickers at stickeru.com. Just upload the image, and you got it. It's awesome. I love the way that you do that. <laughs> it's very natural. Like breathing. Well, you know what? You know what? You know what? TV, TV radio shows do this. I don't know how these people listen. Like, uh, they stop and they do a commercial break. Like it's like we'll be back in like two minutes, and they put like four commercials on. Who the hell's listening? To, the kids aren't listening to that, right? I can't imagine no. my kids are gonna wait two minutes for the commercials to end. There's no absolutely not. No. So you, you need to, to slip it into the conversation so somebody's gonna hear it. Otherwise, mm -hmm. if it's a commercial break, they're turning it off and they're moving on to something else. Yeah. yeah like, does radio know that? They can't get younger listeners so long as they keep stopping down and doing that. Like, will somebody tell radio? Like, that's why it's only the old. Like, how do you get young people to listen to your radio station if that's what you're doing still in 2022? Yeah. Like, on terrestrial radio for sure. Well, yeah, well, that's right. Terrestrial. Yeah. I don't know much about like satellite radio, but yeah, terrestrial yeah. radio. Like that. That's a that model is not going to fly. Yeah. Like, have you it. noticed though? So, have you if you listen to some of the uh, the huge podcasts that are celebrity driven that was andrew and i were just chatting about that how they you know they have because of their um their status based on their celebrity they immediately get all these huge guests and they can get sponsors right. and that sort of thing but they start they've started to put in commercials that they will now okay read. i'll tell you an example of a show i stopped listening to because of that Is, smartless okay yeah. <laughs> yeah but they have a little yeah. button this is the funny thing you right. can actually advance the podcast 10 seconds or 15 seconds at a time. So no, now I've just got dip, 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 dip. Okay, so you know my problem is I listen on my bike and then I have I do have a headset with a button on it that advances 15 seconds, okay? Right. But I wear gloves, well, at least this time of year, I'm wearing gloves. Yeah. So I have to take different. off my glove and press the button. So I just said, fuck this, fuck smartless. And this explains the basket on the bike. <laughs> I should put like a transistor radio in the basket. <laughs> but, or your little dog. I don't understand why. What's the worship for American celebrity? Like, I personally, and this is personal, I'd rather hear like a local, a local podcast dropping local references. You know, Leafs jersey sure. this, and uh, they're closing down this restaurant downtown, whatever. Like localized chatter and zeitgeist, and I'd rather hear that kind of uh, a pop culture podcast than some. American celebrity, but I know that's they're making the big bucks doing it. But I bailed on Smartless because I got bored of these safe celebrities. Like they don't even go there. Like they they avoid politics. They didn't want to talk about Trump. All these different things. They it was such a safe, sanitized celebrity uh, circle jerk. I said peace out. Especially when they, <laughs> especially when they added all the uh, the ad blocks. I'm like, come on. Anyway. Toronto mic drop. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm with you on that, but I think you're looking for something a little more cerebral, right? And they're 
they I don't I think they've been pretty upfront of it. Look, we're just, you know, cotton candy. And but no, and, that, and, even and, that's okay. kind of annoying because you just think, well, yeah. well, we don't need more of that. It's very cotton candy. But the, the one the advantage, of course, is that if you want to hear uh, Eddie Vedder, for example, well, right. I can't get Eddie Vedder in my basement. Like I haven't even <laughs> got him the invitation. I don't even want to try. Like, what's the point? <laughs> Meanwhile, even though they do it on Zoom like this, which kind of opens things up. So I'll just say I did sit down face to face. Pre-pandemic, it was 2019, but I did have Chuck D on the show, and I would just say to you that really, like, you know, beat that smart list. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Something... you asked him some real questions, no doubt. Well, you know, that's, you? that's an example of, like, where I had to, like, compromise, because normally when I have a celebrity on, like, I just did this because Pete Fowler uh, told Ivan from Men Without Hats he should do Toronto Mike'd. And I saw Ivan, Men Without Hats, like, safety dance. Like, this is amazing. Okay, let's yeah. do it. But my rule is, my rule is I need at least an hour. Like, I don't need two or th I, I need at least an hour. Yeah. And with Chuck D, his handler said I had 20 minutes. And I had, so, and I said, well, it's in person. And it's like one of, it's like, to me, it's like getting Paul McCartney on the show. I'm a huge public enemy guy. So I said, okay, sure. I got him in person, Chuck D, I'll do 20 minutes. So it changes the game for me. It's like, okay, you only got 20 minutes. You can't do your normal thing. So what are you going to do in 20 minutes? with Chuck D. So I did what I felt I should do with my 20 minutes of Chuck D. And that was? <laughs> that was. Keep it local. Like, everybody's asking about the big, you know, public enemy stuff. So let's find out about the origin of hip-hop in Canada when DJ Ron Nelson was bringing public enemy to Toronto to play the uh, the concert hall and those early hip-hop shows with Mishy Me. I know Mishy Me was the first Canadian hip-hop artist signed to an American label. Let's talk about that scene with DJ Ron Nelson and Fantastic Voyage on CKLN. And then you get Chuck D talking about when they went to Sudbury and he's talking about like the hammer. And it's all of a sudden you got Chuck D talking local stuff and it's like, that's what I can do for 20 minutes. You know, we'll let the other outlets do the... Uh, the bigger, uh, the bigger Public enemy story. Yeah. Right. Well, the refreshing part about that to him, of course, is these are now it's a fresh conversation. He's not reiterating the same True. public enemy. And he, he, uh, he does love his hoops. So we, at the end, we can talk about the NBA champion Toronto Raptors. So <laughs> it was summer 2019. That's awesome. No, I do That's love awesome. when people actually come to your studio. The fact that you take them out front and you guys do a photo in front of it, in front of your tree. Right. Yes, that's uh, it's like a tradition. I, it's yeah, and I only like I noticed the first when I when I show these old episodes, like Jeff Merrick was episode 74, and there's no photo at the tree with Jeff Merrick. And I'm like, oh yeah, I guess I started that at like I don't know 120 or something like that, right. 120, 130, but then it became like a black and like then it became a rule. Like we take a photo together by the tree after the episode, no matter what the weather, no matter what, and I've done it for every visitor since, absolutely. You may just see me cool. out front of your house one uh, one evening, just taking a selfie in front of the tree, just because I I want I want to be in right. that photo. Well, there's a tour you can take the Toronto Mike uh, bus tour, oh. and it goes by the Rogue <laughs> Byway, and it goes by you know all these different uh, things. Great. Well, Lake you know that, this is why I appreciate you being on the show. High the restraining order against Andrew, so that's that's nice of you. <laughs> Well, he's in Waterloo, so I'm, I have a plan. My plan is uh, when the weather turns a little more, I'm going to bike to Waterloo. Cause, uh, oh, wow. Yeah. That's an aggressive, uh, an aggressive ride. I know. That's why I, want, like, I just set the challenge for myself because my boy is there. And I don't know if I can get back, so I figure I'll bike there. 
I'll figure out getting back at another time because I'm sure I'll be too tired to bike back. But sure. uh, let me, let me, I think this is something I want to do. I want to map it out and I want to do it. So I'm going to bike to Waterloo this spring. Sounds like a good plan. Tell you what, why don't you let us know ahead of time that you're coming <laughs> and maybe we can get Pete and the four of us can go grab a beverage after you're done biking. I need Pete to uh, <laughs> fix all the uh, traffic tickets I'm going to get on my way there. So. <laughs> you know what? He may actually want to hang out with his son a little bit more than, than the two of us. That's oh, not that's true. Okay. I, I that's see, not no, true. I've I got think... two sons. Their names escape me, but I know I have two. <laughs> at uh, least. Yeah. At, well, <laughs> at least. No. With a name like Lance Dawson, you know oh, that you've got more oh, than two. This is yeah, who so can resist the a name like that? I can yeah. Wow. You'd, you'd be surprised how many people can wow. resist a name like that. That might be a podcast unto itself. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Lance Dawson. Wow. Wow. Uh, we're, cir we're circling back too much. We've got to get <laughs> off of that. So, okay. So, Toronto Mike. So, tell me who thus far, you've got a thousand plus episodes, most memorable guest. And why? Did I you know it's a, it's a status cliche cliche thing, but you've amassed a great number of people. Yeah, a lot of them have been very memorable. But did you want me to stick to music? I know I didn't know if this was a music. No, theme. no, 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 we'll... no. Because no, you're here as you're here as like well, somebody who's doing our job far much better, or far much better. Good lord, far better. Use words. Let's, can we cut that out? Can we cut that out? I'm no, just... what? No, don't cut that out because uh, that's yeah, the joy absolutely. of a podcast. I don't like it yeah, now yeah. when I hear a radio guy do a podcast and it's all like polished with that phony baloney voice, and then the the like it sounds like there's one podcast I listened to recently because we shared a guest and I wanted to hear how the guest sounded on that podcast. Podcast. Mm -hmm. And it was so polished and so radio and phony baloney. I actually, my ears hated it. Like it turns out I like authenticity in my programming. And you I don't, was authentically you know, using poor grammar. Okay. I can't even say like <laughs> wom my woman and woman sound the same. Like the singular woman and the plural woman uh, come out the same. So anyway, this is, I have my own uh, linguistic issues here. Okay. So is that affected by you being born a black woman i don't know how does that tie in if you that? notice i haven't gone with you down that route i know on your own down there. very oh. very safe very okay. safe stay We're back away to the from best. let's i'm leaving that one best all right best. so i gotta think uh there's so many like you said 10 years a thousand episodes but yeah. uh i gotta say my second conversation with kevin hearn do you guys know who kevin hearn is i don't lance i was gonna say a fighter but that's not right no no so kevin hearn is a keyboardist who uh, now is in Bare Naked Ladies. So he's the okay. Bare Naked Ladies uh, okay. keyboardist. But he's done a bunch of stuff but from like Look People with James B. And he's done a whole whack of stuff. He was with Lou Reed, uh, helped with Lou Reed in his final final uh, years. But uh, Kevin Hearn worked on the Secret Path Project of Gord Downey and was there for Gord uh, at the end of his life, just like he was for Lou Reed. So I had on... You know, I talked to Kevin Hearn, who's a very private guy, and we did like the A to Z of his career, and it was fantastic. We've talked bare naked ladies, tragically hip, all these things. And then I said, "Let's can we do a second episode? I just want to focus on Gord and the Secret Path." And I guess I earned his trust, maybe because he enjoyed the first experience. That for some reason he said, "Okay, let's do another one." And this time, like I said, I, I laser focused on uh, Gord Downey and those final, you know, 
months and uh, those last couple of years yeah. with Gord. Right. And I'm telling you, this episode, uh, when I left this episode, it was so emotional and so much empathy. And this man, Kevin Hearn, and 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 how he was there. That Peter Mansbridge episode, uh, sorry, the Peter Mansbridge interview with Gord Downey, we all saw on The National, where he right. had to write down the names of his name and everything. That was in Kevin Hearn's living room. Okay, so that's how close Kevin was to Gord. And yeah. I got a note. In fact, it was a uh, audio recorded note that I put on episode 1000 from uh, Tyler Stewart, who is the uh, drummer for Bare Naked Ladies, where he told me that he was in a band with Kevin Hearn for 25 years, and he learned more about Kevin Hearn from his Toronto Mike appearance than he had ever heard in the 25 years of being his bandmate and friend. And I, I always, you know, and you know, you, I could have gone to some big names, you know, but I'm telling you, the Kevin Hearn, the second one with about Gord Downey, is an right. episode I'll never forget. That's phenomenal. Wow. I, and I guess that speaks to just having the ability to ask the right questions. Um, I guess it was just, I think, I think it only worked that way. Cause I don't think I could have gone there. That's one other thing people forget is that there's no rapport between me and the guest when they show up at the door or nowadays in the, 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 the COVID times when we like meet on zoom, like mm-hmm. we're just, we're not known entities to, like I know them of them and they might know of me, but we've never met. So it's like, you're building rapport on the fly. Like how you have to kind of, that's why I always start with lighter fare and more anecdotal stuff and get people warmed up and comfy before I, you know, strike. But with, with, I could tell with Kevin, like I needed to do a second session to get there, which I almost never do. I almost never do this, but it did work out. So, uh, like he just was so giving in that second and it was like nothing else I'd ever heard out there that I I'll, I'll never forget that. But I will say there's other episodes where people kind of open up about the loss of a child, for example. And I'm thinking now I'm thinking of like David Schultz came on to kick out the jams and uh, he, I knew his son had passed and he knew I knew, but we never talked about it. And I never asked him about it because he wasn't public about it. So if right. someone's not public about something, I'm not going to ask them about it. They have no. to, yeah. So, but then he's, he basically, he kicks out this jam about, uh, it was a song about mourning and grieving the loss of a loved one. And then he starts talking about how it felt when his son passed and he breaks down and he's, he breaks down and cries in my studio. And then I start to weep and he's yeah. talking about for the first time in public, he's talking about, you know, the loss of his boy. And I'm, you know, I'm thinking of my boys. And anyway, it was, that's, there's moments like that. Ken Daniels talking about his son having an accidental fentanyl overdose Aaron Davis came back a second time. So the first time she was on, which was a great episode, by the way, um, his, her daughter was working in Ottawa. But then, you know, uh, her daughter passed away very suddenly on her first Mother's Day when she was only 23 years old. And then Aaron comes back to talk about, you know, receiving the news in Jamaica because uh, Chum, no, what are they? CHFI was doing a live remote from Jamaica and, and with Mike Cooper. And then she tells the story of, coming back and the the morning and how you know she fell off the wagon from this and how she had to recover from that and how she had to learn how to mourn the loss of her only child and she was so open and honest i was crying she asked me in the middle of that episode are you okay and i'm like uh like she was telling me are you okay and i'm weeping anyway those are the episodes the emotional real talk episodes are always the most memorable without a doubt yeah it's uh yeah it's hard it's hard to see other people's pain Right. That's a and for someone to like share that with you, like that's sort of like, wow, like you, you trust me, you're comfortable enough and you trust me enough that you're going to share this part of you. Uh, that's still mind blowing that people mm-hmm. will give that to you. 
Well, to your credit, you've obviously created an environment or a culture, I guess is the right word, a culture where people come on, they know they're not getting sandbagged. They're no, right. they know something that they haven't chosen to make public isn't going to be revealed. Um, and you can get to places. It sounds like you can get to places, right? Where other people right. could Right. And then you, you do develop a sense as to when you can go where. And that seems to be that's something that, well, it might be partially innate, but it's also putting in the reps. So, you know, you might do 100 episodes before you crack 1,000 downloads. The truth, by the way, is like 60. I think there were 60 episodes done before I cracked 1,000 downloads for an episode, which uh, anyway, so it's like you're kind of you're kind of honing your craft in obscurity but you're recording as if a million people are listening, if you will, and then you're just improving, and then you're listening back, and then you're 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 uh, getting better each time, and then by the time you record episode two hundred, you know you've practically figured it out, and then by episode you know twelve hundred, which will come at some point later this year, probably it's your uh, you know you're it's like breathing, it's uh, natural. Mike, did it surprise you when you had those those guests on and they're revealing something so incredibly personal, like the loss of a child and then your reaction to it, um, which obviously was really organic as well. But did it surprise you how willing you were to um, let your listeners see, you know, that side of yourself as well? Right. Right. No, or, or was that not? I, mean, I didn't. Was, you know, that's it. You. I just because I don't do shtick. So <laughs> I have this talk. Right. I mentioned toast. Here's the toast mascot, by the way. An <laughs> FOTM dropped it off. Uh, thank you, Moose Grumpy. But toast is, uh, they were called Pandemic Fridays, and we did 76 of these things, and now it's called toast. But those who know, know. But uh, one of my co-hosts on toast is a guy named Stu Stone. And Stu, who's this cool actor, director, guy who's done a lot of amazing things, he also did the stint in uh, California as a, a wrestling manager. And he would do these works and shoots, and I can't even remember the terminology anymore. But he would, he would be like the hype guy, and he'd be doing. He'd be, he, so he brought an element of like shtick to toast, which used to be called Pandemic right. Fridays. And I'm still, you know, it's only once a month, and it's fine because it's Stu fucking Stone, and he's amazing. He also gave me this. <laughs> But I, so anyway, this right, so Oh, George just, the Animal Steel. George the Animal Steel, right. So shout out to oh, Stu wow. Stone. He's, go yeah, see the Stu sessions. But the, uh, the, basically, I don't do shtick. Like, never, not since day one, never is there any shtick. It's all just, I'm just being authentic and just a curious cat who's just trying to uh, learn something new from my guests. So, yeah, like, if somebody's got me on the verge of tears, like, I'm not thinking, like, Oh, I can't let the FOTF see me cry. Like I have none of that. So it's just oh. like whatever happens, happens. Let's go. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, fair. That's awesome. Fair. Together. Look, George and Toaster together. I like it. All right. <laughs> no, for <laughs> listeners, toast. It's it's toast is a, a stuffy with legs. Right. A piece of toast with legs. Yeah, it's a stuffed ant. My daughter, my my, well, she was five, but now she's six. But she yeah. saw it. It arrived. It, it was a gift for her, and she wanted it because it's a stuffy, and she thought it was cute. And I told her, "No, that's Daddy's stuffy." <laughs> but then this—that's same- what I am sleeping with tonight. Right, the same wonderful FOTM, Moose Grumpy, heard me make that comment on an episode toast, and guess what arrived shortly thereafter? A Another not toast. a toast. But like, a, what is that? It's like a rabbit or something, but a, a, a rat or a mouse. I don't know, a cute stuffy 
for Morgan, and she loves that damn stuffy. So uh, look at that. That's very cool. That's oh. kind. That's kindness, oh. everybody. Yeah, completely. <laughs> yeah, we need to get listeners like that that actually appreciate us. I think you can just stop it. We need to get listeners. You don't need to go. I know. That. I know. It's and never get, gonna and happen. Having Mike on today was a good start. Would your show be yeah. any different if there were ten people listening? No. Versus no, not not ten thousand people. Would anything change? Absolutely not. No, not really. <laughs> and I'm not talking monetarily. A... I mean, in terms no, no, of no. content or whatever. See, see, It'd be I, the same I, show. I think I record for my, I think forever I've been recording for myself. Like, I think I'm creating the content that I'm looking for. Like, I find myself frustrated sometimes I can't find a good local independent podcast. Like, where is the independent Toronto podcast I want to listen to? Particularly yeah. one with maybe like a Gen X focus because I'm a Gen X guy or whatever. And yeah. I'm pretty much producing the content for like-minded people who are uh, starving for this. Like, here it is. And I'm my own target audience, I think. And I just design <laughs> programs that I would want to listen to. So sometimes it's like, why, like, you know, obscure guys, or what are you doing here? Why did you do two and a half hours on the Tears Are Not Enough charity single from 1985? It's because that's what I'm looking for. Oh, exactly. Yeah, no, I, awesome. I, think, I think that's right. If it's not genuine, then the audience can sniff that out pretty quickly, right? So, uh, right. no, I don't think anything would change. I have a question for you, though, based on what you sure. just said. Because yeah. I'm a Gen Xer as well, and proud of that later. Sure. Uh, so when my son, yeah. my older son, calls me, uh, say, hey, take it easy, boomer. I get irate. Irate, <laughs> I say. say hey, hey, I am not a boomer. Right. So dial it back. <laughs> Do some research. <laughs> yeah, I'm offended yeah. too. No one's ever called me a boomer because I think you got to be born in 65 or earlier to be a boomer. So I'm not that close to boomer. Like no. I'm not that, I'm not a, you know, uh, an edge, you know, a Gen X or whatever. So I feel like I've never been actually uh, accused of being a boomer, but if I were, I would be quick to correct that person and say, I'm a Gen Xer. Damn it. Yeah. That's no, right. I think it's, I don't, I don't, it's, it's not, it's not that he's, he's not aware of. No, because okay. He's boomer not even aware of you're looking for it. Okay. Boomer is the, it's that's a, a term you're phrase. looking for. Yes. Yeah, okay, boomer. So he says that because because that's just a thing they say. Right, right. And I'm like, right. wait, wait a second. <laughs> you, that's not right. No, what, what's wrong? Well, also, somebody said that when that term was being used quite a bit is when that Don Cherry controversy happened with the Remembrance Day and everything. And I saw something on Twitter about they said to Don Cherry, okay, boomer. And I'm like, no. Don Cherry's too old to be a boomer. He's the, whatever they call that, the greatest generation or whatever the one yeah, is before. Right. He's not a boomer. He's too old to be a boomer. Let's get this Before right. they even yeah. had generations. Right. Yeah. God. I don't think they, they didn't even label them before. It wasn't the boom, boomer generation the first time. And then they, I think they so, had their yeah. own magazine for crying out loud. We don't, do we have a Gen X magazine? We should. You know, Moses, who owns a Zoomer, just bought Blog T.O. Did you know that? I did no. not know that. Yeah, which is, I did not know that. Shout out but, to Mo Moses. Since we talked about Ann yeah. Ruskowski and uh, yeah. yeah, he his <laughs> he Morgan. works his way into your podcast and not directly, but you can find out a little bit about. Well, he won't do my know. show, but I do ask about him, and I often because I'm kind of fascinated. A few areas I'm fascinated with, which is why I keep going there, is the whole city much empire, like be it city TV or much music or anything coming out of two ninety nine Queen Street. Right. Like that's the Moses 
environment. And I'm super interested in that. And I work with a lot of people from there, like Peter Gross and John Gallagher and stuff like that. But I'm also very keenly interested in CFNY, both the history before I started listening and, of course, the years I listened. So that's why I do a lot of CFNY stuff. So you got your your city much empire stuff. You got your CFNY stuff. And then the third bucket is sports media. Like I've always been interested in uh, the Fan 590 personalities and the sport, like the the Hebsies, Mark Hebsier, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the three buckets I like to gravitate towards in my 1,020 episodes of Toronto Mike. Well, I don't know. I I appreciate the fact that it's like you said, you got to do something that's authentic and that you want to hear. Andrew, do you want to? Do you want to hear us? Is that what we're doing here? We're doing an episode of something that you want to dial into. I'll be honest. I think it's only us that that are listening. So yes. Yes. I am doing something that I want to listen to. There might be. Yeah. Fantastic. Like you always ask yourself, unless you're getting paid, I understand people do things for money that like, you know, you'll, the things I do for money as uh, what band was that again? The Saskatchewan band. Uh, Oh, uh, I, who did Teen Land? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. What, uh, was it Northern Pikes? Yes, did Northern it? Pikes. That's it. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. Should, oh, the lead singer is a FOTM. I should have got that right away. But the things I do for money. So if you take away the fact that we're all going to maybe modify some behaviors for that big fat check so we can feed our families and send our kids mm. to college and all that shit. Sure. But if you move that aside, you got to ask yourself at the end of the episode, like, is that something I'm like, I would want to be interested in? Like, if you don't have the passion in the belly, if it's not like authentic, I can't just do a big thing on cryptocurrency unless a company has cut a fat check for me to do this thing on cryptocurrency, because I'll be honest, I don't give a fuck about cryptocurrency and it would be phony baloney. I got no interest in it, no passion in it. It will. T- so I would have to sell out for money to do the cryptocurrency do episode, right? Cause I don't have the, uh, it's not, if for some reason it hasn't scratched my you know, it hasn't caused that itch that I need to scratch on mm-hmm. Toronto Mike. So maybe one day it will, but so far not yet. So it's going to take a fat check. Well, I'm going to, okay. I was going to ask you about the metaverse, but I'll take that off the uh, interview <laughs> list. I did see Spider-Man. So <laughs> it is a good oh, movie. Oh my goodness. It is yeah, a good is. movie. It is. it is good. Versus Batman. Batman was darker and a I've tougher sell for me. I wasn't uh, Robert Pattinson didn't. I, I couldn't. How did you even? I'd like to know how you even knew of him beforehand. Were you a Twilight fan? Were you into Twilight? Mm, I think that's no. where he's from. Is yeah, my he is. Of course. Don't act look, like you're look, not sure. Uh, yeah. Like, he's like, no, no, I think that's where he's yeah. from. Because I, I, look, no, I no, never no, no, knew him you're, before. You're going to get nailed here because this is not a thing. I am. You knew where he was from. I know where he's from. He's from Twilight because you can't know where he's from. Honestly, it's like saying until, you don't know who the Kardashians are. Until you have to know. three weeks ago, I did not know who he was. Get um, out of here. Come completely on. Completely serious. You couldn't be in line at the grocery store and not know the Twilight. No, team, I'll be honest. Team I team am vampire the worst of actually remembering celebrities names. Like, I don't know who like who's who uh, yeah i get it people drop names and i don't like you need to bring it up on on your phone and show me again uh i think i've seen them before i understand that we're talking about obscure things right but twilight (laughs) was this phenomenon phenom that you couldn't go through the grocery store i don't even do that don't even. i have valuable brain cells now dedicated (laughs) to knowing who the Kardashians are. I know that Robert Kardashian, he was literally the guy I think who started reality television by filming the OJ trial, arguable. However, I can't lie to somebody and say, you know, I don't know who the Kardashians are because I'm above that. That's bullshit. 
You know who that guy is. I know who Kim Kardashian is. No, I honestly did not know before Batman. I feel but like we're having a anyway, fight in front of Mike. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> oh, that's okay. it's a great movie. Mike, have you seen the, the new Batman? No, I have not seen the Batman yet, no. Yeah, be prepared. It's uh it's a long journey, but it's it's it is really good. Now we actually yeah. talked about this on our last podcast, which hasn't been released yet. <laughs> Somehow we, did? we Can I yeah, ask you yeah. why why do you not release right away? Like what do you hold on to these things for a rainy day? What's the story there? It, it's blood? more about you know what? I, I'm a little fussy with cutting out little things here and there, and I'll make sure that I leave in all of Lance's mess ups. And so you're going to cut you part say, of this wonderful conversation. No, out, actually like almost I like 99% will be there. Like I get That's annoyed you when, again. Be you, when there's like, be you. ums, yeah. like I, and oh, it's more wow. me. Like I, I'm more like, um, Okay, and so I just, it, that bothers me. And so we'll go through now. I will cut it out. Whereas you sounds like you're doing transcendental meditation. Yeah, exactly. That's where you you'll release you'll release your episode like 10, 15 minutes after so you've had the discussion. When I'm taking that photo by the tree, I'll tell the person this will be in the feed in 10 minutes. And then I come inside and I uh, generate the MP3. I don't edit. I don't edit. Everything's live. The like, music, everything's live. And I don't edit an um, I don't edit a stitch. Excluding like, obviously like episode one thousand and that's one thousand and twenty-one. balls. Right, never, never, and, and that's why even this conversation, I would it would be live to tape as it happened on the floor, and I think that's cool. Like I want to hear, I want to hear the ums. Like give me it all. Like I know yeah, you're. Okay. Okay, you know what? This episode, Lance, you good with it? Are we going to just drop it as is? As soon as Mike hits the floor, we're away we I'm go. Always, I'm always good for it, but you're like you're the guy who does the editing, so I don't. I don't. I can do it. Like, I mean, all this stuff. You should drop this in the feed right away, and then I should be sharing this with the FOTMs tomorrow. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. There you go. Very quick. The guy. The guy's done like more episodes than us. Let's. Do yeah. It. Like the dude. The dude knows what he's doing. Mm -hmm. This. This can't be wrong. All right. Look. Before we go to a rapid question yeah. thing, I just want to address Mike. Did you say that Jay Semko is like one of your? That's it. Jay Semko's an FOTM. A, yeah. Yeah. I love his stuff. Love his stuff. Hey, look at that. Hey, honey. Hello. <laughs> hey, There's did I not tell you not to call me honey on air? Sorry. I said that, right? That's like a rule. <laughs> I apologize. I'll, I Come apologize. on. Listen, for listeners, Mike's daughter has just uh, rolled in, a, in the screen and brought him a little snack. <laughs> See, I normally record during the work day when they're at school. But so this is uh, unusual that I'm doing this. Well, we've, we've got to get you back to your family shortly. So <laughs> we should probably move it to our our final part of the show, our rapid fire round, where we throw at you 10 different questions and uh, you get to choose A or B. And uh, you don't, you don't have to share why you, why you actually chose that. But if, if you want to throw right. it, something in, sure. then, then you can. And no, it's rapid uh, fire. You can't. No, well, some rapid. people are always talking. I'll just do A and B. That's All okay. Right. I can. That's okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> so here we go. Online gaming, Fortnite, or Call of Duty Warzone? Never played either. Really? You wrote about both? <laughs> Damn you. Damn you. Okay. That's some sort of scoop that we just... After the recording, I'll explain that one. Okay. Sounds good. Winter Olympics. Snowboarding or alpine skiing? Snowboarding. Rock or country? Rock. Toronto Mike? Montreal or Vancouver? <laughs> 
Oh, you know, I like them both. Uh, I'm going to go with, oh, that's a tough one, actually, but I'll go with Vancouver. City tough TV one. or CTV? Oh, no, I never, yeah, it's 100% City TV. No. Bronco or Jeep? <laughs> this is really just to... Is that an um, OJ question? Hold on. Th this is really just <laughs> to, <laughs> yeah, yeah. An, an argument between Lance and I that we're now dropping can in I, on Can you I plead the fifth on that one? Have you weigh in. Okay, right. okay. My daughter keeps bringing me oranges. That I, is fantastic. Orange, holy is it? Was it halftime? We've got two is oranges it? now. You have the best daughter ever. This isn't a soccer game. What's going on? <laughs> Two oranges exactly. she brought me. She knows I need some vitamin C. Yes, I don't do. have an educated answer for uh, Jeep versus Bronco. Okay. Sorry. Toronto Film Festival. Sorry, let's say that again. Toronto yep. Film Festival yep. or Royal Agricultural Winter Fair. Oh, wow. That's a th I'm going to go with the uh, film festival. Newspapers, the Globe and Mail or the Toronto Star. Oh, I grew up with the Toronto Star on, uh, every, yeah, I'm a star well, guy. I mean, the, the newspaper's on your desk right now, so that's what I'd <laughs> have say Have you noticed well. that, Mike, have you noticed the questions that Andrew really likes? He drops into some sort of porn voice. <laughs> the Globe and Mail or Toronto Star. Next, I'm going to get know, Coke or Pepsi. That'll be the next one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but he'll get that mellifluous. We're not coffee and tea. Coffee or tea. We're not far off. I like Se coffee. <laughs> Second City or Yuck Yucks. Well, it gets, it's, I liked SCTV, so I'm going to go with mm. Second City. Good for you. Love SCTV. Toronto Mike hits the town. The Elmo Combo or the Velvet Underground? The Velvet Underground. You know, the, it's uh, the guy who owns the Elmo now and refurbished it for many millions of dollars. His mom was one of my teachers at Michael Power High School. No way. Yeah, Mrs. Weckerly, who just passed away, actually. So shout out to Ridley Funeral Home. It's okay, so, so there you go. It's wildly inappropriate because, of course, this what lovely lady did pass away. But oh. once you get it, get stuck in it, it's sort of like Michael Scott with "That's What She Said," right? Like once right. you're stuck in the "That's What She Said," you can't stop. It, yeah, exactly. So every everybody who's <laughs> passed away lately. By like, the way, Ridley you have to be like, like if you're telling me about your kid who just died, I can suppress that because it's going to be so wildly inappropriate. But oh God, yeah. generally speaking, yeah, you yeah, you know, no, it's really it's easy home. just to drop it right in there. And if anyone's talking about getting high or weed or whatever, shout out to Canna Cabana. Like there's these certain like shout outs that just yeah. start blowing out like naturally, and you can't stop. It's no. like that once I get into that's what she said mode, then it's like, oh my God, is that is that going to fit? That's what she said. Like it's like you can't stop. Damn. Yeah, there you go. Damn, you know what? You should put that on a sticker from stickeru.com. Right. This guy knows. This guy knows. By the way, lovely people, the sticker you people. Shout out to Andrew yeah. Yeah. Listen, so that that concludes our, our rapid fire round. Um Toronto Mike, thanks so much for being on the show tonight. Yeah. Appreciate Mike, it was really nice. Uh, it was getting it was nice to get to uh to meet you and to know you a little bit. And uh both Andrew and I really appreciate you taking the time. So thank you. Well, when an OPP sergeant tells you to do something, you just fucking yeah, do, do it. it. Yeah, he does oh, carry yeah. a gun. Yeah. He does carry a gun. I don't know if he's good with it, but he carries one. So. And a quick uh, quick shout out to Pete for setting this all up. We greatly appreciate it. Yes, Pete Fowler, uh, host of Indie City, Lost Indie City. The Lost him Indie City. Back. We'll get you a yeah. t-shirt. There you go. We might circle back with that guy at some point. We need to get our own t-shirts. Once we actually invest in some we'll, we'll be sending one your way yeah <laughs> as long as you're having fun here that's all oh god matter. yeah no no this is a great yeah, time i, 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 I do appreciate it anyway. okay so right. 
15 Thanks, minutes, this episode is going live.